0: Welcome to the third and final episode in our wellness podcast series. I'm Renee Grobler, head of Investec for Intermediaries, and we are pleased to have been able to partner with Serene Kaplan to bring you this thought-provoking content specific to your and your clients' personal well-being. Something a little different to what you usually receive from us. As a result of COVID-19, we all find ourselves dealing with different stresses, managing our roles both with work and home life, and we hope that you found Seren's practical advice useful. In this episode, Serene completes the series by covering self-care and strategies for building resilience. Please feel free to share this podcast with your clients. We hope both you and your clients find it valuable. Welcome back.
1: As lockdown regulations start to ease, we need to remind ourselves that this thing is still in its infancy and we have to pace ourselves and manage our resources as we prepare for the long haul. This stuff is high up on the Richter scale. We are opinion rich and data poor when it comes to knowing how this will pan out. It has completely winded us. The genie is out the bottle and when you can't change the direction of the wind, You have to adjust your sails. The Great Depression in the 30s saw men leaping off buildings. So intense was their sense of hopelessness and overwhelm. Fast forward some 90 years and we know a whole lot more about resilience and being good curators of our mental health. We have to find a place of equanimity a state of calm acceptance where we can cope with things adaptively. Today, we're talking self-care and additional strategies which will act as your rudder. At the outset, remember that this is not a time for perfection, but for coping. I use the acronym GEFEN, good enough for now. Calm Right Now is without question your superpower. In the first podcast, I spoke about the black swan, that rare, unpredictable catastrophe that ambushes us. But don't ignore the charging rhino, the more predictable danger that we choose to ignore. That rhino is our mental health. Now the whole thing about self-care and mindfulness has been tossed around lately a bit like a frisbee and even I find myself feeling a bit saturated with it all. How's taking deep breaths going to help? Snapped one client whose entire business just took a bloodbath. But here's the thing. It does help. It helps a lot. Yet most of us are pretty terrible at it. The truth is, that most of us are not breathing properly. When we are stressed, we take shallow, rapid breaths that weaken our nervous system. Practice taking deep breaths through the nose and out through the mouth in a sequence of four breaths in, holding for a count of seven, and then exhaling through the mouth making a loud whooshing noise as you do so. Repeat three cycles of this. Even the most skeptical scientists have attested to the power of this technique in calming the anxious brain with almost immediate effect. You can't breathe and panic at the same time. Deep breathing is one of the ways you can make a deposit into that resource bucket I spoke about in podcast one to balance out the scale of stress versus supplies. Now that you're breathing again, do what we call a full virtual body scan. In stress, our bodies contract, clench and unclench your muscles from head to toe, noticing where in your body you're holding tension. Then unclench and relax each body part and observe the difference. Make sure that your first appointment of the day is with yourself. Create what we call a landing space to start your day off positively run, pray, walk, do yoga. As they say on an aircraft, put your oxygen mask on first. It's not necessarily me first, but me too. You can't keep pouring from an empty cup. This is a time to drop anchors, finding the things that steady us. We need to move forward from an unresourceful to a resourceful state. There is no magic bullet out there that you can eat, drink, buy, shop for, swallow, or ingest that will dilute what we are experiencing. And there's no way through it, but through it. We tend to externalize where we get comfort and security from, rather than from a secure base inside ourselves. The news flash is that everything you need right now, you have inside. If you have a critical judge living rent-free in your head, this would be a good time to give him or her their marching orders. This silent critic may be using up precious energy stores and taking up emotional real estate in your head that you could put to better use. So think about installing a compassionate coach in your head who could advocate for you and be your cheerleader at a time when you need it so badly. This is not a time for iron-willed, harsh grit, but for self-compassion, treating yourself as you would a best friend, Offer gestures of care to yourself. Self-flagellation doesn't cut it right now and will do you no good. So give yourself daily shout-outs for all you've accomplished, however seemingly small. One client I spoke to just before recording this celebrated the small victory of getting out of bed before 12pm and managing to shave and get out of pajamas for the first time this week. Our energy stores are finite, so we need to distribute them wisely. Think of your resource tank in terms of a pie chart and figure out what portion of the pie you want to allocate to each area of your life. Don't award parts of your pie to things that don't add value to your life. Customize your pie chart to what's important to you, but also cordon off some unscheduled downtime to just be. We are hearing so much about having routines and being productive, but sometimes we have to do what the Dutch call Nixon, the art of doing nothing, letting your mind wander, daydreaming, which interestingly sometimes recruits the most creative part of your brain for problem solving. Now we have a biological need for pleasure and for joy. Instead of focusing on diminishing the darkness, focus on increasing the light. Anxiety and joy can't coexist. They aren't common bedfellows. So plug into what it is that brings you joy. Find bliss points. A mental bomb shelter in the face of crisis is for sure a healing balm. Do what soothes your soul. And if you don't know what that is, now would be the time to find out. So there's no one-size-fits-all. Zone out watching Tiger King or Love is Blind, whatever floats your boat. Take small mental holidays. Maybe not to Mauritius right now, but perhaps in your garden or on your balcony. Find ways to keep celebrating life. The opposite of depression and anxiety is not happiness, but vitality. This is an analgesic to the grief we feel. And court hope. That's exactly what we need in these troubled times. Hope is a human requirement. Be an ambassador of hope for yourself, your family and your clients at a time when our hope is so tested. Do a stock take an inventory on what's helping you now and what's holding back your progress, and then vacuum clean any pollutants or toxins that are in the way. During stressful times, it's not the grand big things that stabilize us, but creating small habits that ground us. Kind of like eating an elephant, one bite at a time. When practiced consistently, these habits will be a flashlight in the coal mine. For good mental health, we have to focus on our veggies, not the kind you eat, but your victories and your gratitudes. We are hardwired for connection, and social distancing doesn't equal social disconnection, nor should lockdown mean lockout. This is a time to reach out. Our digital age is custom made for this. While we can't be together, we can keep connecting. This is a survival tactic, an essential anchor that will buffer us when we need it most. Do an assessment on who in the cast of people in your life have a lighthouse effect, and then engage meaningfully with them. Work out who are contributors or contaminators and avoid the energy vampires. Review your social network, your circle of care. This is not a time to go solo. The worldwide hashtag, we are all in it together, hits bull's eye. Don't try to paddle your canoe alone. Find your safe harbors and your emotional bodyguards. Reach out to a trusted mentor, co-opt a friend, and do it regularly. Look out for your physical health. Our bodies keep score and present us with the bill. We spoke about control in podcast one you have 100% jurisdiction over choosing at this time to eat well, to exercise often and to practice good sleep hygiene. Now, sleep is the most sensitive barometer telling us immediately when everything is not okay. It's the very first thing that goes out the window in times of increased stress. Most people I'm speaking to right now feel tired but wired. Sleep is the brain's washing machine and deep restorative sleep will keep us robust. Instead of reaching for the dormicum, practice installing good sleep time rituals. Listen to a Headspace or Sleep Well app. And yes, I know you know the drill but shut off screens at least an hour before going to bed. Don't overdose on constant news feeds, which will for sure ramp up your anxiety. So rather have regular media detoxes. There are no instant coffee solutions to this intrepid virus. And until a vaccination comes, we have to find emotional vaccinations of our own. For now, the end of COVID-19 remains a moving target and the goalposts keep shifting. We have to use the Navy SEALs rule, which says the moment you think you've reached your limit, you are only 40% done and you still have 60% in your tank. When our present falls apart, so too does our relationship with the future. It is the mother of all plot twists. It is sink or swim, and sometimes strong is the only choice we have. Finding meaning and purpose is critical to survival. We didn't ask for this, And we have to turn bad experiences into good data. Viktor Frankl says that when you are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. There is an infodemic out there, yet we still don't have all the answers. Instead, we have to ask ourselves the right questions. How could I make this worse? and then do the exact opposite. Not why has this happened, but what am I supposed to learn now that it has? What do I want to keep from this experience? And what do I want to discard? Healing is not only about recovery, it's about discovery. So we have to be inventive. If you can't go through a door, go through a window. Socrates taught us that the secret of change management is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's feeling the fear, but moving forward anyway. Our lives expand or shrink in direct proportion to our courage. Rudyard Kipling the poet laureate, captures it perfectly. If you can keep your head while all those around you are losing theirs, you will be doing well. Your leadership right now is absolutely on the line. Suffering can either teach us or destroy us. Simon Sinek speaks about a team as being more than a group of people who work together. A team, he says, is a group of people who trust each other. Your clients need you now more than ever. After the tsunami in 2004, we were left picking up the debris off the beaches for the longest time. So too will the aftermath of COVID-19 cast a long shadow. The greatest leaders are not those who have it all figured out all the time And they are also not help aversive. They are unafraid of revealing their vulnerability when the chips are down. They show up in all their humanity while keeping their passion alive. Brave leaders are not quiet around hard things. Do the forensics on your coping as we come to the end of this three-part series. We know that this will pass, and we will be left with the legacy of who we were or who we became as COVID-19 ransacked our world. Make sure that your story is one not of post-traumatic stress, but post-traumatic recovery. There will be casualties of epic proportions. We have to make sure that our mental health is not one of them. So be a good custodian of your headspace right now. May we all be blessed to come out of this not only with our physical health intact, but our mental health too. Maya Angelou is a favourite author of mine. And I'd like to say goodbye in this final podcast, leaving you with her words. Do the best that you can until you know better. And then, when you know better, do better.
0: This podcast was brought to you by Investec for Intermediaries. Thank you for listening. For further information, please go to our website, investec.com. The views expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily represent the views of the firm and should not be taken as advice or recommendation. Investec Specialist Bank, a division of Investec Bank Limited, is a registered credit provider.